this episode, you may think it's one you can skip, but I think not. We all have friends, colleagues, and family who have or will go through a divorce. Tracy's work is so important. Take a listen and hear how anyone can improve their outcome in a divorce and going forward. It is a very important topic and we all need great resources. Plus, Tracy and I always have a lot of fun. Divorce and chat GPT? Yep. Let's go. guys already heard me laugh because Tracy and I have been having a heyday before we even started. Welcome back, Tracy Conan. Thank you for having me, Kelly. I love being a repeat guest. Yeah, I don't have very many repeat guests, but you have been doing amazing stuff. So you guys, you have to listen to Tracy's first episode and I'll put it in the show notes um, to link to it. But this is kind of like, I want to say a tune-up um, re-greet to Tracy because she's doing some really, really cool work that me as a woman, um, I haven't been through a divorce, but I have friends who have been through divorces and my mom went through a divorce and I wish more people knew about your amazing product. So you tell everyone what you've been up to in the last like 15 months, year, what is it? Less than a year, less than a year. For those who don't know me, I have been a forensic accountant for more than 25 years. Um, I've been a solo practitioner for the last 23 years. I do corporate fraud investigations, so a lot of executive stealing, um, other litigation between companies where I'm testifying as a financial expert, and then I do divorce. But I probably do only about four, maybe five divorce cases a year, and they're typically for very wealthy people. And I found that people were finding me on the internet for divorce, and they were average people, just ordinary people getting divorced who were concerned about the money. And they were saying, can you help me? Well, unfortunately I can't help you. It's probably, you know, it's, it costs too much money to hire a forensic accountant based on what you have at stake and things like this, but there was nowhere for me to send people. There was no option for help for them. So after racking my brain, I came up with the divorce money guide as kind of a do it yourself forensic accounting tool for people going through divorce, just the ordinary people going through divorce to help them figure out what's been going on with their money. Yeah. Which is fascinating because, um, I don't do divorce work anymore after my first divorce case. And, um, is this your experience, Tracy? I went into the lawyer's office and everyone knows me and my lawyer issues. And he's sitting on the ground with notebooks and he's trying to find a check for $600. And he has just billed two hours at three and a quarter an hour to find a check for 600 bucks, which OCR, like technology people, I found in less than five seconds. And it drove, like, I felt so terrible for the woman and she didn't know that like he had just wasted two hours looking for one stupid check. Like most people can't afford that. Divorce is so expensive. So what I wanted to do is, you know, address this financial piece of divorce in a self-help way. What could a non-accountant do to help themselves on the financial piece so that they could get more information about what's been happening to their money so that they could be informed in terms of Uh, when it comes to settling their divorce, so they'd know what's been going on. And so they could hopefully also save some attorney's fees because the lawyers 
God bless them. Normally in these divorces, we'll say, I'm going to gather your bank statements. I'm going to gather your tax returns. I'm going to organize them. Oh, we need some information on the bank statements. I'm going to have my paralegal look at them and spend some time on them. And all of that gets billed to the client. If we could empower the clients and show them how to get these statements, how to organize them, what kinds of things to look for in them that might give them good intel for their divorce, they could save thousands of dollars in attorney's fees easily. Well, and I was lucky enough to do a beta test. And like I said, I'm not divorced, but I have friends who have gone through divorces and my mom, and there's a lot of, you know, sticking head in sand. Oh, he'll be good to me. And I'm kind of like, and I know that you're, you're, you have other things down the road, but the idea is, is you need to know your money in your divorce now, because you're going to be on your own and you can't just leave it to someone else down the road. Right. I talk about fraud a lot in the context of divorce. So the divorce money guide you know, started with the idea of how do you find fraud in your marriage? And, but as I was creating the guide, it was becoming very apparent to me that there is a use case for it with anyone getting divorced. Anyone who has not been actively involved with the finances in their marriage needs to know what's been going on. And most of those people, if they've been hands-off for years, they're saying, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. I don't know I might even not know how to get bank statements. If I do get the bank statements, what should I be looking for? So you have to have a place to start. And that's what I wanted to provide is here's 10 simple steps that you can go through. I'm going to walk you through, hold your hand. Here's how you get your documents. Here's how you organize them. Here's what you look for in them. Here's what to do once you find things that are interesting to you. And interesting is not necessarily a good word in this context. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like you're going to end up having to file taxes. You need to know this and what a better time. And, you know, I have a, I have a personal case issue right now and they need to empower themselves to find out what their lifestyle is going to be like going forward. Right. You need to know what is the electric bill cost? How much have we been spending on groceries every month? Car repairs, car insurance. The only way you can make a budget for yourself going forward is by knowing what you have been spending. That's part of that whole process of figuring out what it's going to cost you. So now there's this term financial infidelity. Can you explain your version of it? Everyone loves talking about financial infidelity and it's lies about the money between the spouses. Quite simply, it can include things like um, not disclosing how you're spending money, hiding what you're purchasing, hiding money altogether, um, violating agreements that you have with your spouse about how money is to be spent. Typically, spouses have a dollar amount where they say any money that we spend over that dollar amount, we're going to talk about first before we spend it. And so if you're violating those agreements, that certainly would be financial infidelity and just concealing or misrepresenting anything about the money. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. So there's this new store in town where I live that I like a lot. And um, I went and uh, I was talking to the owner of it and he's this Italian guy. And um, we were kind of joking around and he goes, Kelly, 
I never knew how awful husbands were until I opened a retail store. And I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? And he's like, I can't tell you how many women come in with cash and a card. And they're like, can you put this much in the card and I'll pay this much in cash? And he's like, I just had no idea that women hit stuff like this. And I was like, well, you have nice stuff, Mimo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, doing things like that does meet the definition of financial infidelity. And but I understand where it comes from because the related term financial abuse, um, these wives may be experiencing financial abuse where they have a spouse who is controlling them through the money. Uh, in, in, in many cases, it's not a spouse trying to be controlling. It's just, there's a family budget. We're not going to spend more than this amount every month on nonsense. And that's normal. But in some marriages, it's, abnormal the way the spouse controls the budget and set and controls what can be spent or micromanages or nitpicks about what's spent. And that can then rise to the level of what we call financial abuse. Yeah. Um, have you read the book, The Feminine Mistake? Not mystique, mistake. I have not. Okay. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Um, this was a book that kind of changed my world in, I want to say 2005. It was really written by Leslie Bennett. And now I know your divorce guide. Um, it isn't gender specific, but generally it's aimed towards women. Is that right? It's a gender neutral product, so men and women can use it. But the fact is that women are more often in a position of needing it, and they are the people who have sought out this kind of resource. These are women are more often coming to me asking for help. So if you see me on Instagram or on LinkedIn, I'm probably more often talking to women. It will sound like I'm talking to women, even if I don't come right out and say it. And it's because that's who has reached out to me and who, who seems to be more in need of a resource like this. Yeah, well, the feminine mistake talks about that. And you know, the biggest predictor of your children's success is your socioeconomic background. The biggest one. I mean, I, I would have known that it was a, a major factor. I, I think of course, she said but... it was the biggest, but wow. I'll, I'll double check. But it is. And I saw it with my own mom, you know, homecoming mm -hmm. queen and, you know, broken up from her master of the universe husband and money issues until she passed. Wow. Yeah. And even if she would have gotten a big old pot of money, she didn't know how to manage. And there was that dynamic. And oh. I mean, I've seen it with friends. When people divorce, everyone's standard of living goes down because there's only so much money. You, you earn what you earn in the family. You divorce split into two households. You now have to pay for two residences. You have all sorts of expenses that were previously shared that are now you're paying double for. However, the stats show that women's standard of living goes down much more after divorce than men's does. Do, well, does. <laughs> this is funny. So a long, long time ago, there was a divorce. She's still a divorce attorney in my hometown. And I got introduced to her because I wanted to help women like you do, because I saw what happened to my mom. Well, she left me sitting in her waiting room for over two hours. And then, yeah. And then finally she let me come in and right off the bat, and she's notorious from where I'm at. And I have a good friend who's written a book about this experience. Um, she told me right off the bat, I don't take women. Men have all the money. And 
This was her quote, and I will never forget it. She goes, a woman sees a dollar and she only sees 50 cents. A man sees a dollar and he sees two dollars. Wow. Wow. Needless to say, I did not like her and I didn't go to work for her. But the idea was I wanted to help women take, you know, control. And you're doing this like you are doing this. So how many people do you want to help per year? And what are some sort of statistics about divorce that show how important your product is? When I came up with the concept last year, I decided that I wanted to help a thousand people per year have better financial outcomes in their divorces. And the way that I was going to do that was by helping them understand more about their money and find if their spouse has done any secret spending, hidden any money, things like that. Now, given that there are 700,000 divorces filed on average every year in the United States, I felt like my goal to help a thousand people a year is probably easy to meet or so I hope. Yeah. 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 Now going forward, you have some other things that are coming down the pike. Like you have found out how important podcasting is, haven't you? I have found out how important podcasting is. I've been a guest on podcasts, many, many podcasts over the last eight months or so. So I've been making the rounds talking about the divorce money guide, because what I found in putting out this product, I thought this is great. There's nothing like they're out nothing like it out there. It'll be great. It's novel. Well, what I wasn't prepared for was the fact that nobody even knows something like this exists. So it's really, there's a lot of education of the marketplace. So that's why I've been going on podcasts to talk about it, talk about empowering people over the money in their divorces. So I've been doing a lot of podcasts and I'm going to be kicking off a podcast of my own, even though I know it's a ton of work. And that podcast is going to be called Find Me the Money, which coincidentally is the same name as my new book that's going to be coming out in spring, late spring, called Find Me the Money. Um, and it's actually Find Me the Money, Take Control, Uncover the Truth, and Win the Money You Deserve in Your Divorce. So yeah. I've got a lot of stuff going on. Um and, and it's all, but it's all with this singular goal of allowing people different ways to access the information that could help them in their divorce. You know, there may be a person out there who doesn't want to buy the divorce money guide, but they would want to listen to a podcast and they will get some bits of information from that that could really help them with the financial piece of their divorce. I am fine with that. Just get the word out is what I'm thinking. Absolutely. And um, I had a relative's relative this summer going through this past summer, going through a divorce. And so I said, there's this great guide. And she just, she was like, uh, no, he'll take care of me. And I just was like pulling out my hair. I'm like, he'll take care of you until he's got some unage appropriate woman that's got a higher standard of living than, you know, money is such, such a measure of people's choices. And um, it's not finite, but it can be finite if you are on the receiving end of a settlement, um, alimony, child support, and you don't want to work because you've never worked. Well, especially if you're older, you know, I'm seeing, you know, you've got the 60 year old woman who hasn't worked in decades because she was a stay at home mom by the choice of both husband and wife. Um, and she never returned to the workforce. If divorce is happening today, 
she really doesn't have an opportunity to make a meaningful income. She probably has no current skills in whatever she might've done 40 years ago when she was in the workforce. And so she has no ability to save for her own retirement. At age 60, what you get in the divorce settlement is gonna be the thing. You're gonna get probably social security and then your divorce settlement, you've gotta figure out how to make that last for goodness. I mean, if you're in good health, you might need to make that last for 30 or 35 years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's such incredibly important work. And we talked about this a long time ago because my little concern when you were starting this project is, are the lawyers going to want to give their clients this book when they could bill their paralegals at $250 an hour? And that hasn't been true, has it? They want this. So it's interesting. I've gotten really fantastic feedback from attorneys about the product in general with them saying that, you know, oh, I have clients who need this, um, but that hasn't actually translated into revenue. They are not actually promoting it to their to their clients. Those darn attorneys, you know me and those darn attorneys. <laughs> you know, I fully explored the path and I, I worked with a focus group of attorneys to, to fully vet how this would work with having them, you know, re, you know, refer their clients to the product and things like that. And I'm glad that I spent the time looking at it because I really thought it was a, a, a really valid way of selling the product. And then I came to the conclusion that my best way to sell the product is really direct to the consumer. And so I am spending my time on social media, on my website, on podcasts, where in places where the consumer will be so that they can find me on their own. And that's been much better. Yeah. And of course, I'm going to link to your Insta because it's so much fun whenever you're doing something and she picks great music and it's just divorce is so hard. And I mean, I haven't gone through it, but I just, I know so many people did. I saw my own parents and like, I don't want to say let's make it fun, but Tracy makes it um, approachable, I'm going to say. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you're like, you know, yeah, I definitely think so. So we're going to, um, oh, this is interesting. Okay, I'm doing fraud and pop culture. This is like way off the course. Fraud and pop culture. Do you remember, what was the movie with Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler? Um, it was the divorce. What, what was uh, the first the Wives second- Club? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the second wife's club. I I was close. Yeah. The first wife's club, but you know, so maybe I'll put a link for that in the show note too. I remember that movie and you know, in that movie, there were issues with the children. Like, and I have a friend who she went through, her parents went through a divorce. She'd go to her mom's house and her mom would, you know, take her to the mall and, Oh, we can't buy that. Go to your rich dad. And it's like, That's That's, not helpful. No, not helpful. It was the truth, but like the mom could have done it in a better way. And I just think it's so important for people to understand that. Is there any other fraud and pop culture that you can think about for like divorce or things like that, that can relate to the divorce money guide? Like you could have done a product placement in a movie with the divorce money guide. Well, my, my only pop culture reference is the book, Find Me the Money, is a play on Show Me the Money from Jerry Maguire. So I'll tell you a fun story about that. About three weeks ago, I was in the airport in Miami. I'm getting in the security line and up walking behind me, 
three people behind me in the security line is Cuba Gooding Jr., the man who said, show me the money, Jerry. He was there with his someone who I assume was like a business manager type of person. And they were beside themselves because they were in danger of missing their flight. And so there was no way on God's green earth that I was going to ask him to take a picture or do anything like that because it just wasn't appropriate. But how funny as I'm like in the final push to get this book published and there is the inspiration for the title, find me the money right there. Things just happen, don't they? Um, So is it going to be able for pre-order on Amazon? We are going to, it is going to be available for pre-order. It's coming out early May and uh, the pre-order is not ready yet, but I don't know when you'll publish this, this interview, but it'll, it'll be there. And if it's, if we publish before it's there, I'll just do a LinkedIn post because that's the other thing is like Tracy and I are like LinkedIn friends. We have never met in person. That's right. We will. I am certain we will. We will. Um, And, uh, Again, this is the LinkedIn community that like so supports this and you post great stuff on LinkedIn. I do. I do. I haven't been uh, as good about it in the last few months because I've just been so busy with so many things. But yeah, I like to post stuff on LinkedIn about like how I do investigations and practice management, stuff that helps other investigators and accountants is the content that really seems to resonate the most. And so I like posting stuff like that, but we will definitely talk about find me the money on LinkedIn. And of course I own the URL, findmethemoney.com. So, so people will always be able to find the book. Oh, and Tracy and I have had comparisons about how many domain names we own. (laughs) Absolutely. Too many. Okay. Last question is what's the last thing you Googled before you got on the podcast? Find money in divorce is the last thing I Googled because I have been working on my Google ads campaign for the divorce money guide. And so I've been testing different keywords. I've been seeing if my ads are coming up and things like that. Oh, I like that. And then, okay. Okay. I lied. So, and you know, I don't lie, but, um, uh, chat GPT and financial divorce. Have you played at all with that? I have been using it. It is writing blog posts for the Divorce Money Guide blog. And um, it wrote me an email newsletter the other day. And it's writing text for social media posts for me. It's amazing. Yeah. And I just upgraded to the paid version, by the way. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. Okay. Tracy, thank you again so much. We're going to have you back when your new book, but I know that there's like a lineup of other podcasters that you want to, you know, already, but this has just been so much fun. And honestly, this work you're doing hits my heart. Mine too. And that's exactly why I'm doing it. Awesome. Great. While it was a shorter episode, it really hits the spot for all things financial and divorce. Be sure to follow Tracy on LinkedIn and Instagram. And of course, we'll have her back when the new book drops and you buy it.